In this episode, we'll begin to build the skills that will allow you to take control and be the architect of your career. We'll cover a framework for managing your career. I call it the career checkup. We'll also cover 10 tips for managing your career. So let's get to it. You need to be responsible for your own career. This isn't your boss's responsibility, it's yours. We'll build on this concept in future episodes, but for now, let's start with a career checkup. So what is a career checkup? Just like a checkup at the doctor, think of it as your annual physical. A career checkup isn't just when you're sick. It's not when you're unhappy, miserable. It should become a regular part of managing your own career. An annual career checkup is best practice. You might be lucky enough to have a boss who thinks like this, but chances are they aren't going to do this for you. This is a major step in managing your career. So take responsibility and take this as your action. You need to drive the discussions with your boss. You need to drive the focus on your own career. So what exactly is a career checkup? It's time you set aside by yourself with a mentor or with a recruiter you trust to develop your long and short-term strategy, see how well your current opportunity aligns, and develop a plan to move forward. This doesn't necessarily mean quitting your job. It could result in a conversation with your boss, self-reflection and refocusing of your effort, taking on new projects, applying for a new job internally, a decision to update your resume and test the market, or a realization that your current job, company, or boss can't help you get where you want to go. There are probably many other outcomes, so let's create a framework we can use. It starts with developing your plan. What's your career goal? Where do you ultimately see yourself? Another way to ask this is what's your end game? One exercise to do is to imagine that it's your retirement day. All of your friends, family, co-workers are gathered to have a party to wish you well and congratulate you on your successful career and usher you into the next step, which is retirement. Now imagine that each friend, co-worker, mentor makes a toast to you. What would they say about you? What would you want them to say about you? What would they say about your career? What you accomplished? How you did it? Where you did it? What impact did you have? What is your legacy? This is the time to think about what you want this to be. What you want other people to say about you. What you want to leave behind after your 20, 30, 40 years in the work world. Write this stuff down. The outcomes of this will help you to identify your long-term career goals. If you've done this before, pull out those results of last year's career checkup. Or if you're like me and don't write anything down, go back mentally and review. But seriously, this is a good time to write things down. Okay, now think about the path to get to the long-term. What skills and experiences do you need? How will you get them? Developing long-term goals isn't easy. It can feel like you're pulling stuff out of the air or just making things up. This is perfectly natural, but with time and effort, you'll be more comfortable in the process of creating goals, both long and short term. Don't let the feeling that this is just imagination stop you from dreaming. 
It's important to imagine, important to envision the future that you want to achieve. You must see the future first in your mind's eye and then create it through your actions, your accomplishments, and your hard work. So envision your future in your mind's eye and write it down. If the exercise of creating a toast at your retirement doesn't work for you, then simply try to write down your long-term goals or what you want your legacy to be on a blank piece of paper. Or go to the internet and look up one of the many exercises that are available to help you develop long-term goals. Another option is to find a coach or a mentor to help you brainstorm and think of those long-term goals. Let's move on to the medium-term goals. Think about the path to get to the long-term. What skills and experience will you need? How will you get those experiences? What will you do along the way to get to your retirement day? This becomes your midterm goals. Think three to five years. Take a look at the current state, honestly and objectively. What do you know now? What don't you know now? And what do you need to go find out? What are your current short-term objectives? Not what you want them to be, but what does your boss, your company, want them to be? What does your boss's boss want your goals to be? What is your current career path? Do you know? Are they clear? Do you have alignment between yourself and your goals, your boss's goals, and their boss's goals? How do these goals align with the organizational needs? If you do a great job this year and next, what will it lead to? What impact does your boss value in your current role? What about their boss? What do they think is important? Take a look at your list. Is it complete? Do you have all the information you need? Or do you need some conversations with management? If you don't have the answers, that's fine. Go get some more information. Another part of looking at the current state is the big three. For me, the big three is company, job, and manager. This is an art, not a science. So it's a combination of these three that make your opportunity correct for you. Great company, great job, okay manager could work. Great manager, great company, okay job could work. Okay company, great job, great manager might work also. Bad company, great manager, great job might not work. Anyway, you get the point. So company, what does the trajectory of your company look like? Is it in growth mode, maintenance mode, steady state, or is it declining? Size and opportunities do correlate. Many times in smaller organizations, there's less opportunity to move around and there may be less opportunity to pursue white space in terms of your career because you're simply limited by the objectives of the organization at that time. The classic example of this is the startup company where there's typically very little development for employees because the focus is on developing products and launching them to commercialize the organization, bring in revenue, go public, or meet some other goals. So the employee goals typically go second. Contrast this with a much larger organization where the company's already making money, already established, and management development is a critical is a critical component of the future of the organization because they need leaders to sustain the organization into the future. 
Not one of these organizations is better than the other. You just need to align what you're learning and getting out of your opportunity with where you want to go. More about company. Do you feel proud? Are you motivated by management? Let's talk about the concept of circle of influence versus circle of concern. Typically, an individual's circle of concern is far larger than their circle of influence. For example, you could have a concern about global politics. Unless you work in global politics, your influence probably doesn't extend that far. People spend far too much time focused in their circle of concern that extends beyond their circle of influence. By spending more time focused on your circle of influence or expanding your circle of influence, you'll be more successful in your career. So when you look at the company and you look at your job, understand where is your circle of influence and what can you change in your role in the organization. You may have a concern with executive leadership. Can you change them? Is that within your circle of influence? It could be. It could not. So understand your circle of influence and understand your circle of concern. And then spend time expanding or improving your circle of influence. So let's talk about the job. We've already discussed a little bit, but let's go deeper. Are you learning and growing in your role? If yes, on what? If no, why? What do you like about your job? What would you change? What does the company need from you? What impact? What could you do for the com- what more could you do for the company if you expanded your role? Think about what the company needs versus what you want. A good career plan understands the company need is more important than what you want. The key is aligning your career goals with company need. Otherwise, you need to align yourself with another organization. If your career goals do not align with what the company needs from you, you either accept what the company needs from you and adjust your expectations or you change your situation. Many people spend too much time telling their bosses and organizations what they want and need versus aligning their career goals with, the orga- with what the organization wants and needs. You need to find a win-win here or move on or subjugate your needs to the organization's needs. Constantly talking about your needs and not acknowledging organization needs isn't going to get you anywhere. Is your current role aligned with your mid and long-term goals? What is it doing for you? What are you getting out of it? Learning? Career path? If it isn't, why can it be changed? Manager management. Manager slash management. This might be more than just your boss. But think about your boss and their boss. Is your boss someone who you can learn from? Can you have productive career conversations? Where do they see you in the next five years? Do you respect your boss? Now that you've looked at all three, you can go back and look objectively at where you are. What's your plan for the next 12 months? Can you have a conversation with your boss to get things on track or your boss's boss? Do you need a mentor? Someone who's been there and done that to help you make some decisions. The importance of this is that you have a plan to make progress. If you change 1 or 2% each year, think about how much better you'll be at the end of 5 years. If you just repeat the same thing each year, nothing will change. So what's your plan? Write it down. Hold yourself accountable. It's your career. Start living the life and the goals that you want. 
It's time for you to get to go to work, not got to go to work. You need to think about the things that allow you to get to go to work versus feeling like you got to go to work. There are many great resources for you to come up with your career plan. The fact that you're doing a career plan and that you do it regularly is the most important factor. It's probably 90% of the impact. There are many resources for you to construct your career plan or conduct a career checkup. Coaching, books, the internet. My personal belief is that there is no system that's better than the others or significantly different. It's just a matter that you use something to help you keep on track and develop a plan. So take this information, hold yourself accountable, and do it. See where you're at, what you need to do, whether your current role aligns with where you want to go, or you need to have a conversation with your boss, or you need to look outside of your organization, start a company, find a new job, get to go to work. Got to go to work is not fun. Top 10 career management tips. Number one, take the time to reflect regularly. Set short-term and long-term goals. Number two, evaluate your progress regularly. Number three, be honest with yourself. No one wins if you lie to yourself or tell yourself the things you want to hear. Number four, own your career. Take accountability. You need to take control. Nobody else is going to do it. I once had a boss who was a little jaded, and he said, nobody cares about you but you. I think that's a little extreme, but it's not a bad mantra. Number five, take the stick, take action. There's an ancient proverb on this one. A student monk was studying to be a grandmaster monk, and it was the day before his final exam. He sat in his room, quietly reflecting. The grandmaster monk came in and said, Young monk, tomorrow is the day of your exam. If you answer the question correctly, you will be a grandmaster. If you answer the question incorrectly, I will beat you with this stick until you are bloody and injured, and you will never be a grandmaster. Then the grandmaster left. The young monk, before he knew it, was alone again, in silence. But master, you haven't told me the question. How am I going to answer the question? The master was long gone, and the monk sat in silence, hour upon hour, ticking by through the night, thinking about what the question could be and how he could answer it. As the hours passed, the young monk sweated and was concerned. When the morning came, he heard the sound of the grandmaster monk walking down the hallway. He became fearful. The grandmaster monk came in, and the young monk grabbed the stick and said, Aha! Now try to beat me with the stick. I've taken the stick. And the grandmaster said, you answered the question correctly. So you, take the stick. Take action. Don't let others beat you with your stick. Don't let them beat you with the career. Take the stick. Number six, get input and guidance from others. Mentors, coaches. 
Number seven, be realistic. Don't just be part of the me generation. Understand that organizational goals trump individual goals. So you must have individual goals that align with organization goals or be in a role or an organization that allows your goals to align. Be realistic. Number eight, find a balance between personal and company goals. Number nine, discuss your plans regularly with your boss. And number 10, understand the politics. Many times politics are a dirty word. And quite honestly, we could create a whole podcast or series of podcasts on office politics. But just understand that your career goals may be impacted by politics. So at this point, just try to understand what they are and acknowledge that they exist. We'll talk more about these in the future. So thanks for joining me today. I hope you'll subscribe on iTunes, write a review, connect with me on LinkedIn, or on Twitter at MedDeviceTalent.